stay thirsty, my friends. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Touchdown, Packers! Football is nice! Lana! What? <laughs> Danger zone. No! 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 Sack you out in the end. This is the way. It's morphin' time! David. And be better protected from mayhem. Like me. Hello, Wisconsin! Hello. I'm the doctor. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Nerdiest Podcast in the Midwest, an episode where we're going to be talking about One Pieces, Dragon Balls, no, not quite. We're not talking about that this week. We are going to be keeping on the Marvel train here on the Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stoffel, joined as always by my partner in crime, my sidekick in this regular world that doesn't really need superheroes, which is why we watch them instead. KO Kyle Olsen. That was a really long intro, but that's the way the show is rolling this week. Like I said, we are the Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can stream and listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to and stream podcasts. This week, we teased that we were going to be talking anime, that we were going to be deep diving into that world and cyberpunk and all of that fun stuff with a special guest. That's been put on a sidebar because something that we also talked about last week was when, oh, when are we going to get Daredevil? And with two episodes left of the season, there was a 50-50 chance it was going to be last week. And there was a 50-50 chance it was going to be this week. And we were like, well, he's got to show up in the last episode. Because what better way to end the series, the season, with a big old cameo of Daredevil. So we put our bets on episode nine. And it's a good thing that we didn't... Uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, what have you, bet on this because we would have uh, lost the house because Daredevil showed up in episode eight. We also got a brand new special werewolf by night. Woo! Spooky Halloween season. <laughs> we both watched that. We're going to be talking about that as well this week. So deep diving into the MCU world once again. This is the uh, the quote-unquote Marvel podcast, as well as just Midwesterners in general. We're going to start the show off with Werewolf by Night, because out of those two properties, I think we're more excited to talk about Daredevil showing up in She-Hulk and all of the She-Hulk uh, discussions that we can have with the penultimate episode. So we're going we're gonna to start the scene with Werewolf by Night. Kyle, I've been talking quite a bit so far. It's probably been like two minutes. It feels like 10. Why don't you kick us off? Thoughts on Werewolf by Night? 
anticipation going into it and then general thoughts and feelings after watching it my anticipation going in was pretty high actually like i i had heard so many good things i had heard this didn't seem like a marvel project like this was so far out of the normal marvel uh what is it called um template and like i was so excited to to witness that and to to experience it and it did not disappoint it 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 if you just sat someone in front of this and you cut out the marvel special presentation and the marvel stinger at the beginning although i guess they referenced the avengers at one point too but like you wouldn't really know that this is a marvel project at all like it's it's very much a standalone thing it's very well done like it's it's all black and white it's shot with like it, it's almost it's given effects so it's like almost on film it's it's shots very like 80s 90s horror movie-esque it like and it, very practical effects from what i've heard as well even the transformation in the middle apparently is shot all one shot no vfx in that entire shot it's literally they're they're, they're changing stand-ins during the strobe lighting like just that kind of stuff you can just tell how much work went into this and how much passion was put in like it's it was just so cool to watch i i'm very glad it lived up to the hype and i'm very glad that i watched it right away too like i'm that this dropped friday and what are the chances that me and you both just happened to watch it and now we can talk about it this week absolutely uh not quite 80s and 90s got to jump back a little bit farther than that about 40 years oh my goodness this, this special paid homage to the classic like universal monsters the old uh horror monster type flicks from the 40s and 50s my timeline was a little off <laughs> <laughs> only by 40 years <laughs> um i was going into the show I was curious and then I was nervous and then I was back to being pretty excited for it. And overall the show pretty much lived up to my expectations uh, from that point. I was curious because werewolf by night is a very obscure title from the seventies Marvel comics uh, back in the seventies. Marvel was jumping back into the horror um monster type titles werewolf by night comes in there it was interesting that they would choose to do that we're at this point in the mcu now where we can get obscure titles like werewolf by night and it's like okay like that's to be expected whereas if it was like back 12 years ago when iron man came out in 2008 and you would have been if you would have told me back in phase one that we were going to get werewolf by night and in the future of MCU, I'd been like, yeah, maybe in 50 years, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we're getting it now, it's just kind of normal. Um, so I was initially curious because of that. Then it was about two weeks ago. I want to say when they put the, the title mark up on Disney plus for this. And initially it said that the genre was comedy. And that's where I got a little nervous. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> like, is this going to be like super campy and <laughs> and cheesy and ridiculous? And it, it's an appropriate level of camp. Um, so I got a little nervous with that. But then we got the trailer and then I got back to being a little bit more excited. And I think it was a very successful trailer to set up this special because 
it pretty much lived up to the tone that that trailer set it up for. Um, I, I liked that this special took those 1940s, 1950s horror movies and definitely fully leaned into that. Like this felt like something that was like lost for the past like 50, 60 years and like was unearthed and that they they brought up to that. It it definitely had the that feeling. Uh I loved the cinematography in this the special was gorgeous. And the thing that blows my mind is this was directed by um Michael Giacchino, who is a composer. He's not a director, he's a composer. He's the guy who did uh, Thor Love and Thunder soundtrack. He did all of the Spider-Man, the the recent trilogy movie soundtracks. He did the soundtrack to the Batman. This he guy's did, been... He did Rogue One. He did Star Trek in 2009. Ratatouille Up. <laughs> what? Yeah. This guy, even in just this year, this guy's been busy enough alone writing and uh, composing music for movies. And then you throw in this special on top of it. It's like... Holy cow. Uh, so that alone blows my mind. Um, I was kind of surprised how gruesome this special gets at times. Oh, yeah. I think it definitely works in their favor with the the black and white that they could go that gruesome. Because, yes, there's blood. But because it's in black and white, you can make the argument of is it blood which it's like yeah this is blood but oh yeah that actually plays into tv ratings too it has to be like red blood for it to yep. like really affect the rating so yeah but yeah this this special gets gruesome uh there are throats that get slit there are axes that get uh lodged into skulls um there's spears that go through people's uh, mouths <laughs> there's uh, uh hands that get cut off Hands that get cut off. There are heads that get melted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this gets this gets pretty gruesome. Uh, it's funny in the appropriate way too. Like I said, it it definitely feels a little campy, uh, paying homage to those old um, horror movies, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties horror movies. Um, but it works. It definitely works for this. Uh, I I liked the uh, the cat and mouse of it. I knew we're we're doing the classic Midwesterners here where we're going full spoilers. I knew that Man Thing, aka Ted, was going to be in this special because they show him for like a second in the trailer. Hmm. I did not expect him, like I should have, but I didn't put two and two together that the monster that they would be hunting would be the man thing. Mm -hmm. I honestly thought that it was gonna be uh the werewolf that like he was part of the hunting crew and that eventually they'd figure out that like he transformed they'd be like oh it's him that we have to hunt like mm -hmm. so i i didn't see that coming and i especially uh didn't expect to fall in love with him as much as i did <laughs> he's like the new Groot almost <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it, it paints the picture that these monsters are just they're just people they're just other people they just happen to I mean, look different. They happen to, to, you know, destroy some things and have weird powers. But they're just, you know, they're they're also nice people. <laughs> and the true monsters of the of the 
the special are the humans, mm -hmm. uh, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, I liked this. I, I I don't know if I like fully loved it. I I loved what it was going for. I loved the tones that it gave. Uh, I liked that it that it was as standalone as it was. I kind of hope that we get more specials like this. Mm -hmm. As much as I I love the giant universe that is the MCU, at the same time, not everything has to be tied together and connected in some way, shape, or form. It's it's almost refreshing to get something in universe, but isn't connected to everything yet. Yet uh, that <laughs> that can be that can be very standalone ish. Uh, Marvel all the time prints off either miniseries or one off specials. Like not everything has to be connected, uh, just like in the comics. So I've been rambling again a lot, Kyle. You've been very quiet. Anything else that you want to tap into that? either I haven't mentioned yet or want to go into more detail about. I mean, you mentioned the the fact that it's not connected. And like I said, it's really not a Marvel show. Like if you just sit down and watch it. However, it absolutely will be tied in because I don't think it's a coincidence that they chose Man-Thing as the monster that they introduced. Because like me and you were mentioning off air here, uh, Man-Thing in the comics is a multi-dimensional gatekeeper like he he he, he kind of stands guard of of some portals or he, he he's sometimes within like with the you know kind of the area that the watcher's in in between dimensions where like he can help people get from place to place like i i think it's very specific that they put man thing multi-dimensional being in what we are now calling the multiverse saga so he's obviously going to come back into play i don't know if he's going to be work i don't think he the, the way they portrayed him in this i don't think he's in it at all going to be like working for kang but i think at some point he may be quote unquote like enslaved by kang or controlled by kang at some point i think i think that's gonna play into how the, this big bad kang kang that we've seen in uh quantum well some people have seen in the leaked trailer for quantum mania but um and at the cons i think he's going to get his hands on man thing and that's how he's able to jump from universe to universe so easily i know that these other kangs in the past they've mentioned that they, that they've been able to travel multiverse to multiverse anyway but i think it's very telling that they used him um it's because yeah like you said it, it very much at first glance just like a swamp thing ripoff which by the way apparently man thing what the issue came out about two months before swamp thing the swamp thing issue came out so Again, Marvel actually beat them to the punch. The other one just got more famous. Um, it makes me wonder if they beat them to the punch as far as like they, they were they were able to get their book published first. But to have two swamp-like creatures that look very similar and to both have thing in the name, <laughs> the, fact, the fact that that Marvel got theirs out first, but they had to call theirs man thing while DC got away with calling their swamp thing, the swamp type creature that looks very swampy. That's just too the, on the, nose. that's, that's a DC thing though. That's way too on the nose. Superman, Batman, wonder woman. Is, is it, is it part of me wonders if like they both, like tried at the same time and dc just got the paperwork in like slightly quicker than marvel maybe they, maybe, maybe marvel they, got got the, the... they could have had similar names for it and maybe they just got the copyright patent out first that could be 
Yeah. Yeah. But who uh, knows? It's, it's curious. But it is. yes. Um, for those of you who either don't know the comics or watched the show and are like, who's man thing? <laughs> and don't know. Uh, we're talking about Ted. They, Ted. They, they never they never called a man thing in the show, which I find to be interesting. Did they not? No, he was the monster, and then the monster's name was Ted. Interesting. They never, they never referred to him or called him man thing, which I, I found to be interesting, especially when I was waiting for it. And then uh our 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 antagonist or our protagonist, I mean uh Jake, I think his Jack. name was Jack Jack Russell. Jack Russell. Well, says that his name was <laughs> was Ted, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I love it because it fit the personality that they gave Man Thing. Man Thing mm -hmm. very much felt like a like a group type Chewbacca sidekick oh. to to uh to Jake Jack Russell, aka our werewolf by night. I was also very interested or curious to the fact that there was no reference to Moon Knight at all. Like, especially since Moon Knight first appeared in uh, Werewolf by Night. I thought there would have been, like, like a name drop of Khonshu, at least, you know? Well, and, and the, in the Moon Knight series, the QR codes that they're showing every episode, one of the for I want to say like episode three or something, the QR code led to Werewolf by Night, the first issue where Moon Knight appeared for the first time. So I was surprised too, but again, I think they I think they purposefully made this a very standalone thing. I obviously think these two, Jack Russell and uh, and Moon Knight, are definitely going to run into each other at some point. I guarantee it. Like, and they're probably going to bring in fucking Hellraiser at some point too. Fucking I don't know. Some of that's not the name I'm looking for. What's the name I'm looking for? What the fuck? Ghost Rider. Jesus. What the <laughs> hell? Hellblazer. Hellblazer. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they'll all be connected at some point here. Yeah, I think that'll be your Midnight Suns at some point. We could get a Dark Avengers too. Ag Agatha Harkness. Maybe she has a, a turn of heart after uh, Coven of Chaos. Could be. Could be. Any final thoughts on werewolf by night i know it seems like we haven't spent a whole lot of time on it but it it was only a 55 um kyle's showing me the time we did spend more time than i than i thought we did but that being said though the, it was only a 55 minute uh, special and it was standalone there weren't any real ties to the mcu other than like man thing that we talked about um anything else that you want to add before we move on if you want a super super deep dive into how this connects to the comics and all that stuff, I, I as always will recommend New Rockstars or Screen Crush on YouTube. They do a phenomenal job of breaking everything down. I love how the werewolf looks. I very much like how it's not like it's he looks more he looks more man than yes. wolf. Yes, which I, I I like that. I didn't want him to be. I don't know. Like I like this werewolf a lot more than Harry Potter the the movies. Like you know that kind of that. I, I like the way he looked for sure. Um, and I love how they, I don't know. There's just a lot of really good storytelling details within the show too. Not, not any comic book Easter eggs or anything like that. Just the storytelling within is just, it, it's just really good. I, the, anyone who 
you don't even have to be a Marvel fan to watch this. You, anyone who likes anything, you know, that kind of with 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 werewolves and monsters and that kind of stuff, uh, definitely need to go check this out. Yeah, if you're a fan of like the old school monster movies, like you'll definitely love this. Mm-hmm. There's some shots that we didn't talk about that I wanted to bring up that I really enjoyed. I liked towards the end when he's attacking all the guards that are trying to take him out. Oh. We, get the, we get the blood splat on the camera lens. Not only like that, but that. it's like a it's like a one shot too from the previous guard before the hallway. He yep. throws the guard into the hallway, and the camera turns and it continues as a one shot too. Yeah, absolutely love that. Like that was one of my favorite shots of the whole show. And then, Actually, the, the, sorry, my favorite one that I'm just remembering now when he first is in the maze. That first, I think it's like 40 seconds of him looking through the maze is a, a gigantic one shot. Just hit them backing up and following him through. The, I I'm a huge fan of one shots when they're done. Uh, that Correct. maze was awesome too. The maze was like, well, sorry, labyrinth because there's yes. a difference between maze and labyrinth. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It was a it was a pretty really good set uh, design. Um, one question that popped up in a podcast that I was listening to today that I didn't really think about was um, they they brought one of the hosts brought their wife on who like loved it and she was like the only question that i have is how is the swampy grass monster able to like shoot lava from his hands to like melt people's faces or heads off and so it's like it's it's something that he does in the comics it's literally i think it's like acid or something like the the fear in his body releases acid i think so it's a, it's all what what they were talking about in this podcast because it was it was something that I didn't really like think about as I watched and sure. I watched I watched it twice. You see a big monster start to melt people and you don't really ask questions. I'm just like yeah, it's Marvel. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't know much about this character. Sure, like I'll, I'll accept it. So like the fact that somebody would be like, why why does he do do that? How does he do that? They they on this other podcast I was listening to they described it as. Um, that's him. That's man thing. Ted, um, absorbing the other person's fear to like channel and power that, which is why, um, Hmm. which is why when, when Jack and Elsa are about to do their plan and go off and Elsa's supposed to find Ted, he tells her to like, greet him like a friend and address Mm -hmm. him like a friend so that, so that there isn't that initial fear there that he can draw from. My understanding was his fear, but I don't mind that either. If that's how they go with it in the, in the MCU here. Um, yeah. Cause that's how I think, I, I think I also saw some people questioning how he was able to just like when they, when they get to the camp at the very end, he, there's like cards out and like he started a fire and he's holding a coffee cup and stuff. And it's like, how was he Which- able to do that? Why is it melting? Like, yeah. Which is going to the last thing that I was going to talk about. I liked how we how we transitioned to color for that. Yes, last I thought that was really cool. I loved that they were playing uh, somewhere over the rainbow, mm-hmm. like a, a big nod to the Wizard of Oz. I liked that even when we went to color, it looked like we were going from like the forties, fifties type genre movie into like a sixties type genre movie Mm -hmm. where like it was in color but it was super saturated the colors were super uh bright but it still had that grainy texture to it to make it look like it was still like from back in the day the only thing that i didn't like about that part was that it started on elsa 
Yeah. Because that whole time when it was in black and white, I'm looking at her in black and white, and I was like, oh, she's got like a brown jacket on and black pants. And then it was like red, and I thought she was going to have brown hair, and it was like black hair and this red leather jacket. And I was like, that's not what I pictured the whole time. And both times that I watched the special, like it threw me off when it went in the color. I was like, oh, nope, that's not what I've been seeing in my brain for the past 50 minutes. When I when I saw the actress there, I thought she was, I thought she could have played Jessica Jones for sure if they don't recast oh, yeah. uh, her from the Netflix show. But um, no, I like that they start. I like that they started the color on her. Obviously, it threw it threw me off too. I did not expect her jacket to be a bright red. Yeah. You're a hunter. Why are you wearing bright colors to this? But <laughs> right. um, I loved it because it was like that storytelling element of like th- this whole thing. Basically, we were watching Elsa through. Like she was still stuck in the past too with all of her family history, and now that she finally has the bloodstone she is kind of brought into her new age. She's kind of out of her family shadow as well. So like it, it goes from black and white to the color. I thought, yeah, I thought that was super cool. I liked it. Like, I, I guess the only thing is I, I didn't like that her jacket was red because in my brain, <laughs> it was brown the whole time, both times that I watched it. And it just, it totally threw me off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Watching a whole thing in black and white, uh, like nowadays is so strange. Like, like WandaVision watching the first WandaVision too. Uh, yeah. That it, it's, it, it does throw us off. Um, I'm a nerd where like I I go back and watch like the sixties doctor who all the time. And those are all in black and white. So like, I'm used to it, but again, I don't get to see those colors like (laughs) at the end of the thing, like I did here. So it just threw me off there. Um, And the music, I I do want to point out the music. Cause again, Michael Giacchino, he directed the, the special. He also composed the special and, the music was absolutely phenomenal in this. It definitely had that old school uh, 40s, 50s monster movie type feel and theme to it. And it was it was gorgeous. I loved it. Werewolf by Night, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. We both highly suggest you do it. Even if you're not an MCU fan, I think you'll like it. Because it, it doesn't feel like an MCU thing. And it's not really connected to an MCU thing. It very much can stand off to the side on its own Mm -hmm. so definitely check that out now for the main event (laughs) the main event finally 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 (laughs) we get what we've all been waiting for in this she hulk show yes it's she hulk but we've all been let's be honest we've all been waiting for daredevil hey now hey now (laughs) this is what dreams are made of Yes, <laughs> and these dreams were about the man without fear. <laughs> she Hulk oh. and Daredevil, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, she Hulk, She Hulk smashes in the show. Uh, she Hulk smash. Yeah, I, I loved this episode. So I loved this episode. This, and this isn't me just being on like a super high. I watched, I watched both uh, Werewolf by Night and this last episode of She-Hulk twice. I watched, I watched them both when they aired, and then I watched them both yesterday to be fresh for this podcast. And it was just as good the second time as it was the first time. I do not feel like I am in full hype mode when I say that this right now 
behind No Way Home is this single episode is my next favorite thing from Phase 4. Wow! Yes. This, I had such high expectations for this, and it it lived up to it every second of the way. I want to get the negatives out of the way first. Sure. As so we're we're gonna <laughs> I like I know I'm just gonna shit. I, I I hate when like people start with the things that they love the most and then they end on the negative note by talking about go, like you always go bad news first. Yes, so bad news first means that we're we're jumping all the way to the end of the episode. Sure. It didn't fully work for me. I almost I almost wish that because it, it's very much like like Jennifer was saying when she was breaking the fourth wall at the end that like it was a perfect like conclusion to the episode. Yeah. Like, why are we still here? I almost wish that that scene in the apartment with her and Nikki would have been the cliffhanger to draw you into episode nine. And I wish that episode nine would have started at the gala. I disagree though, because you you can't you can't go into the finale with all things happy hunky dory. You just can't do it, that. There's zero it, interest into the final episode. Then. No, like it wouldn't have been happy hunky dory if she was like, oh, like what's going on here? It's the season finale, and then the teases that she gave with with this is going to be a red Hulk or whatever, like to make you be like, oh, like what what is going to happen? Like we all know that something bad's going to happen. I love I love the detail of when she says this episode feels like it's over. Genuinely was about 24 minutes. Yes. Uh, or or around there where all those episodes all the other episodes have ended around there. So that was mwah, such a good touch. Maybe I'd feel different if like it was just the way that like the thing that made I didn't fully buy that it was like, oh, like we're we're gonna show like her having sex like with josh and that's gonna be like the big like i feel like that's gonna be like the big thing now like going forward where it was like oh like like the scandalous thing that made her snap like and the fact that everybody except for nikki was just like kind of standing there and nikki was the only one being like hey can we stop this and even like all the women on stage just just like everyone was so just shocked at what's happening i don't know something it just didn't it didn't fully work for me. Otherwise, and, and that's my only negative okay. for like the whole episode. Like since, it's just since we're on the end, I'll just I'll, yes. I'll give my two cents on it too. We can talk about the fun stuff later. Um, I I like the ending because as soon as she breaks that fourth wall, it's like the most she's ever broke it at once. Right? She's talking to us for like a good minute. Yes, um, and I liked that scene, which is why I said it, like if the scene itself is so it's eerie because there's like no music playing. She's, she is literally talking to us about how the series finale is next week and what's going to happen. Like, it's so it's almost off putting like, Oh shit, this is something is about to go down. So like, that's why I literally like my, my footrest was down. I was literally on the edge of my couch. I was like, Holy shit, what is going to happen? I, I, this episode was so much fun, but shit's going to go down right here because yes, next week is the finale there. Something has to happen here. So, I'm sitting there watching and they go to the gallows. I had this whole time. I'm like, the fuck's going to happen at the gallows? What's going to happen? I don't like this. And then they, uh, they give her the award, but then they also give the award to five other girls. Yeah. Which is just, uh, just awful. And it's like, 
they ask her, oh, what's it like to be a female lawyer? And Mallory just gives the whole uh, underpaid, underappreciated, and everyone's asking you what it's like to be a female lawyer. Oh, twice, a twice, <laughs> twice the work. I, yeah, I liked her yeah, answer. Such good. a good answer. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. Oh, yeah, twice the work, not half the um, yeah, that so that whole part with, and then She Hulk's given this really nice answer, and all of a sudden the the Hulk King stuff goes off, right? And it's most of the stuff that they show is nothing. She's a, she's she's already we already know that she's and like the public already knows that she's sexually active. That it was in the court case that she used her dating profile as She Hulk. Like we all are, we we knew everyone knew that there was pictures of Captain America's ass. Who doesn't have those on their phone? Like it was a and lot of. It was a lot of stuff that really didn't matter. And that's what I mean. It was no, it was... It, yeah, I agree. But it's like it's it's the intelligentsia exposing. It's it's not about what it is, it's the fact that they have it, right? They're showing off that they have everything of her, that they have unlimited access to her phone, basically. And then it's the juicy big screen, you know, here's a here's her, here's the sex scene. It's just like the whole it's just like every, all those celebrities who got all their shit leaked years ago like it's this is a big thing because no one asked for this to be released i guess technically josh did whatever but like obviously um obviously jen did not ask for this like th that's that's the big reason and, and and a lot of people are like oh, well why is everyone mad at jen for freaking out and destroying stuff like this is obviously something terrible that you should be mad at it's not the fact that she's mad about it it's it's the fact that it's a Hulk going crazy. That's all that they see in that moment is that it, that someone that, that, that this Hulk monster is hulking out. They're starting to break shit. The, the, the lights are going red. What a great visual, the pure lights. It looked like Carrie, right? It looked like just the red, her eyes are huge. Cause she's, she, she kind of also realizes in the moment what's going on, but then she sees one of the goons running away. Well, Red's the color of anger too. So also true. Yeah. And we get the we also had the Red Hulk tease. So that was perfect too. Um and she gets away and we get the you don't even it and I, that's another frustrating part is that she's the one who's getting surrounded by the by the military, not the bad guys. Like it's not the guy, it's not the people who are doing this to her. They won. And that the you can say that this isn't embarrassing and that whatever. It, like they barely even showed anything. They won. They got what they wanted. They wanted her to freak out and they wanted her to break shit. And she did. And now she's in trouble for that. And that her her public image is damaged because of this. I th I thought it was I thought it was good. Again, like like it's not it's not like they have all this dirt on her because realistically, you there's not a lot of dirt to show. She's a genuinely good human being. There's no dirt to show. But it's the fact that you're showing her, it's not and it's not even the fact that she's having sex. It's the fact that they're showing it and that now it's exposed. And again, not even the point. The point is to get her mad and get her pissed off. Yeah, which I understand. I which I, I would just, be too. Fuck. I would I I I'm I, I don't have Hulk strength. I'd be ripping TVs down too. What the fuck? Oh yeah. I I just wanted I just wish that like it would have been like there would have been more substantial things sprinkled in there instead of just like her whole like tinder profile like the fact that they could tap her phone and all that shit like i wish that it could have been like i don't know some snippets of like of like some of her paperwork from like the cases that she's done like she this i mean i guess if she has her email on her phone maybe yeah yeah like like 
the fact that they could tap into her but, phone, like uh, maybe the, they could tap into her cloud and I maybe the intelligentsia could legitimately get in trouble for showing legal documents though. Like you know what I mean? Like but so they also feel like they also feel like um uh like like almost like an isis type group though you know where maybe but, but they're all internet trolls that that's what this boils yeah. down to the the internet trolls are out there to get a reaction they're out there just spewing memes that mean nothing to get a reaction out of people and that's exactly what happened here too it was just on a grander scale i i get that i'm just i wish there would have been more of like an actual feeling of a threat you know what i mean like if if there would have been like i like i said like a document or two from like a legal case so that like because then you could tap into the oh now now not as not not only is she in trouble for hulking out and like property damage but now she's also in trouble with her firm for leaking like would liable get, information out you know what i mean in trouble for that though if you're if getting someone... hacked if if you're getting hacked for it and if it's like out in the open like it's it, this is one of those shows where like they're trying to find everything and ev anything and everything to blame her no i know and, but like, again that's not what this scene is for because it's it's a crowd of what maybe 100 people it's a very small gala not to diminish her or her award that six other people got. yeah it's gonna but, go out though no it's gonna it, but i don't how much of that is actually going to go out though the headlines in the news that we're probably going to start up episode nine on are hulk you know she hulk hulks out she hulk destroys shit like who is to say that one of those intelligentsia people doesn't didn't like have a phone there recording it or the oh they do that... the guy that she chases yeah but and, again and... i think he but he's filming i guarantee you they'll edit the video it's just her ripping shit down they i i get i get i get what you're trying to say i really do but like the point of what they expose is not anything is not the the specific things that they expose. It's exposing her in general so that she gets angry and that we get that reaction. I feel like they'll still like ex like all that shit that they had up on the screen. I can guarantee you, like they threw that up on the internet at the same time on the intelligentsia website. Yeah, we'll see. Which which would then. You know how the world works. If something breaks somewhere, especially if like it, all it takes is one person to share that on Twitter before it starts trending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, one like what two minutes of yeah. a of a forty plus minute episode, which again we, we talked about how that final wall break leading into this uh, lawyer of the year scene was at the 24 minute mark which is where a lot of these oh. episodes are ending i liked that this was an extended episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i liked that it was like all right we got we got to spend enough time to satisfy all the people who are waiting for daredevil to show up in the show <laughs> and they did it in a very satisfactory kind of way so i like that we gave him the time that he needed and deserved before we went into this and i like that it was extended it makes me hope and almost feel like the last episode needs to be just as long, if not longer, because this is, I feel like this is kind of becoming the norm for these Marvel Disney plus shows where sure. we, we build, 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 build. And then like the, la the penultimate episode has like a big twist or a big reveal or something big happens 
And then we got to quickly wrap it up and put it in a nice clean little bow in the end for the last episode. And the last episode I feel like is where a lot of, well, not a lot of, I feel like the last episode is usually divisive because half the people are satisfied and the other half, the people are like, that was rushed. It was messy. It was unsatisfying. And I hope that we don't get that in this, in this season. Like I want it to be, but again, we've now built this up to where there's a lot that needs to get wrapped up now in this last episode. And I don't think you could do it in 22 minutes. Like I almost feel like you would need like a decently length episode to kind of clean things up, especially since if you've watched the trailers and the, and the, the next week teasers abominations in we, everybody feels like Bruce Banner's going to be back. Yeah, like, yeah. And all that, and then you got to clean up this whole mess that now we have at the end of this episode. And well, where's She Hulk going to be yeah. at the end of the show now? Like, is I, it? Is, are they going to wrap it up where it's a, it's a happy ending, or is is she now going to be like feared like a Hulk is to a lot of like the public sure. eye? My my prediction on how it ends in that abomination shot is like that's the final minute. Is them a minute or two? They're celebrating. They're at Emil Blonsky's ranch, right? And for some reason, her her stopping the intelligentsia, whatever. Like something's gonna happen where he doesn't have. He can maybe he helps at the end. I don't know. Maybe he, and he turns into the abomination. They realize he's good. They allow him to change back whenever he wants. Whatever that kind of stuff. It I, it feels like they're gonna. They're just all having a good. She's back and hanging out with the new friends that she made at the ranch, and he's high fiving people. It's a big celebration, that kind of thing. That feels like a pretty slam dunk thing. I, I don't know why else in the middle of a season finale, abomination would just be <laughs> fucking high fiving people in a white t shirt. But um, yeah, let's enough of that stuff. Let's fucking let's talk about our boy Matt Murdock. <laughs> let's fucking do it. Let's let's go all the way back to the beginning of the episode before we get to Daredevil. Let's talk about Leapfrog. We got the debut that we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> this is like all right. Some of some of like the obscure characters, like uh like Man Bull and whatnot, like didn't hundred percent work for me. <laughs> Fucking Leapfrog, aka Frogman from the Marvel Comics, like Frogman is that, his father. <laughs> that works for me. That this worked for me mm -hmm. i loved leapfrog he was he was cringy to the point where he should have been yep. he was ridiculous he was stupid perfect. he was dumb and i loved him i Just loved so, him. so I, perfect i loved that he's got a layer the lily pad <laughs> the, the lily pad that uh my my secret layer that everybody knows about the lily pad literally neon <laughs> sign that says the lily pad and not only that but his fucking family name is on the side of the building <laughs> yes i i love the fact that he's uh he's got goons that he's trying to turn into henchmen and he wants to make them either baby frogs or tadpoles he's or still tadpoles. working on the name uh, they, he was working on the name leap squad which yep. i love that everything is a fucking pun to him because it, yes, he's like the perfect cheesy villain. It's so good. The the layer is just, it's literally just, if you see anything frog related out and about fucking buy it, I will reimburse you. We're putting it in. He's got actual like 
ponds with like lily koi pads ponds and his spring-loaded lily pads which i thought was a very nice touch he's got the game frogger and he also has a customized leapfrogger video uh console too fucking amazing just everything he's got like comic book leapfrog stickers like everywhere it's just oh. his uh his sports mm. car was was the frog green color yeah just, just the most uh, not like what it, he's the most uh out there like out in the public villain of all time literally his last name is on the building <laughs> i i loved that he like jen gets uh paired as his lawyer because they're gonna sue um her tailor I, i'm blanking on his name right luke now jacobson. luke jacobson because luke jacobson made uh leapfrog's costume and it quote-unquote malfunctioned and gave him like giant burns on his legs because uh, he's got like the rocket boots which that was interesting the part of me part of me wished that we would have gotten the ridiculously big spring boots that like he's yes. got in the comics like, i wouldn't I, be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if there was a pair in his layer that maybe we didn't notice because my my assumption is that his father was uh frog man that was his thing and then he just with luke jacobson helped obviously these were new boots and he yeah. got to rib it and rip it which <laughs> i was, loved that too fucking phenomenal catchphrase <laughs> oh my god when i saw that as the title i was like what like i couldn't it didn't make sense to me until he <laughs> jumps and does his catchphrase. Yep. oh it's so good yep yeah oh. loved that and so then we get the tension with luke jacobson and and jen because she's gotta she's gotta bring him to court and he's like you're you're dead to me you're doubting basically. my work yes yeah. blacklisted <laughs> blocked <laughs> oh what is what does he call her he calls her something like a like a bull something well he definitely uh, calls her a bull he calls her an ogre at one point he yeah. he gets he gets offensive <laughs> yes because he and is I... offended <laughs> and so then we get to the court and the judge is like, and you representing yourself? And she's just like, oh, we're going to win this case. And he's like, of course I'm not representing myself. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Like this whole time, like throughout this whole episode, I'm watching with my girlfriend and she, we're like halfway through and she's like, you really like this guy, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, we've been dating for over three years now. And you don't know that Daredevil is one of my favorite Marvel characters. There is a problem here. <laughs> I'm pointing, I'm pointing on my screen, but he's right next to the eye of Agaboto on your screen there. <laughs> uh, he is. He is there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, his his intro was perfect. He walks in, he says, Oh, sorry, I'm late. I had trouble finding parking. And everyone looks at him like, what? He's like, obviously, I'm joking. My my driver yes. got lost. <laughs> Which I love that they opened with a joke from him because Dude, he's everybody, so, yeah. everybody going into this that was that's been hating on the show so far has been like oh they're gonna do my boy dirty he's just gonna be throwing jokes all the time he's not gonna be true to character and i love that they opened with him <laughs> and they said yup. with, <laughs> with him saying a joke but they said yup but then they totally like shut everybody that was complaining and worried about that up because yes daredevil makes jokes in this episode but it's true to the character yeah if if you know the character if you've if you watched netflix shows if you've read the comics you know that yes daredevil is a broody 
hero, <laughs> which Jen makes the makes the remark of later in the episode. But he also throws the one-liners out. He throws the jokes out too. It it's it's he's part a of sarcastic the son of a bitch, even in the Netflix series. Yes. So it it felt very true to the character. I loved that this for the first time, this felt like an actual court like oh, scene. And going it back and forth. Yes, it wasn't I a, over. I have a theory that we'll get to at the end, but I the oh, just seeing them go back and forth like that was awesome. It wasn't over the top. It no. wasn't like super cheesy and super like there were some jokes and throughout the case, yes, but it this <laughs> he's lying. Actually, Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> yes, and every the judge is like, of course, we all know he's lying. <laughs> that was that was one that was the most forced line that I've heard some people have issues with, and I I could see them leaving that out. But like, Dude, they this, they had to. They, how many times in the Netflix series alone has he said that? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, this is believe it or not, this is a lot of people's first uh first time seeing charlie cox play daredevil like this is a lot of people's introduction to the character Which, so like you have to you have to give him, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah it's absolutely on them but you have to they 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 gave his name they gave the theme music they gave the um they gave like how his eyesight works how he's able to fight like it's all very condensed but they also give like they they explain the heartbeat later but they also tell they also kind of allude to it here like they oh he's we'll a human lie, de lie detector like we'll, we'll get I, to all that i'm just like the, a lot yep. everything that he does is this is who this character is so i thought they just absolutely hit it out of the park while we're talking about his powers i loved that he smells the jet fuel <laughs> when, when leapfrog pulls out his costume to show like all the burnt up boots and whatnot. I love that, like he smells the jet fuel. Mm -hmm. That that you get the audible, like. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we heard the first one, but thank you for that too. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I love that, and then I love that the judge is like, "Yeah, no, we're dismissing this case because <laughs> yeah. clearly you didn't follow the instructions that were given to you." <laughs> and then leapfrog. Am I going to jail? No, but I wish you were. <laughs> <laughs> yes jen's great um yeah then we get the bar scene where he buys her an apple martini before we go there oh there's something big that happens oh my goodness you're right that that is a big reveal to the to the mcu huge actually uh the sokovia accords have been repealed which a lot of people were asking about and at this point i always felt like the Sokovia Accords were just an excuse for us to be able to do civil war <laughs> like at that point, because, because yeah. really, if you think about it, the majority of those characters in that movie, like their, their actual identities had been revealed to the public. But like, then, <laughs> but then it's another, it's another reason that Bucky needs to be locked up. It's another reason that, uh, um, Scott needs to be locked up. It's another reason that Clint lives out in his house. Like there's her, it worked for the rest of the show, but at some point, like you can almost, it, I feel like if we go back, if you, if someone out there is doing another Marvel rewatch, there's probably a point where you can kind of realize, Oh, the Sokovia Accords aren't a thing anymore. Cause these like Hawkeye's just out here running around. Yeah. Beating up some tracksuit guys. Like, I think, I think there's probably a point where you can tell that they were, I think it's probably somewhere around Endgame. It's like, okay, you guys just obviously saved half the universe. We're going to let you do your thing. <laughs> All right, now we can go to the bar. <laughs> now we can go to the bar where, yes, Matt Murdock 
uh, buys Jen a Appletini, which I thought, again, just perfect. It's a green Appletini, but it has the red cherry inside yep. the green. Again, innuendo, but it's and, uh, perfect. Red, red did go inside green. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's sexual tension off the fucking jump with these two, and it's Ah, I could just eat it up. I like you said. I watched this episode even, twice too, and it's just. Mm, she literally turns to us and says, "Are you feeling this too?" <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I, I loved that. This scene alone did better than what the Netflix series did for Matt, as far as like his his uh, sexual appeal. He's a player. Uh, in the Netflix series, yes, he gets a, he gets a lot of tail for a blind man, but he's also kind of a dick most of the time, which is yeah. it's true to Matt Murdock's character. But I liked that this showed that he could be a genuinely like like charismatic, sweet I mean, guy. What is it like in the first episode or two? Like Foggy, Foggy, I'm pretty sure makes a comment like, "How come you always get the girls?" It's like yeah. it, it, he's always pissed that Matt is chatting up these girls. And that is like, you, dude, how do you even know when they're attractive? Especially when, when like, Jen's like, hey, you want to stay for another drink? He's like, I can't. I got to go work. And while he's trying to say goodbye, like, he does that nervous, like, giggle and smile. And it's like, you never got the moments like that in the Netflix series. And he's like, smitten. <laughs> he is. And it, I, I loved every second of it. Like, if you would tell me that Charlie Cox and Tatiana Maslany are now dating, I would 120% believe you because their chemistry in this episode was so pure. Yep. Like it felt like these two could be dating in real life. Like to the point where if Jen, if at least Jen doesn't show up, in daredevil born again in oh, that full 18 episodes i think she will too but if she doesn't is what i'm saying is in 18 episodes she doesn't show up for at least one episode yeah that, that's a crime that's a crime because yeah that connection that they made in this in this show like i i ship them like I, yeah. I would, I want She-Hulk and Daredevil to find a way to make a long-distance relationship work. Well, because yeah. they, they, they worked for me that much in this episode. Which Daredevil and She-Hulk, I think they've hooked up like a couple times in the comics, but yeah. like they've never had like a full-blown relationship. Well, because so, they're they're usually rival the rivals in the courtroom. Yeah, you know? yeah, they they do go against each other a few times, which again I will bring up later. However, I think there was another there was another I wouldn't say big reveal, but a, a like slight almost teaser to the Daredevil world in the six one six when he's talking to her and he does mention he's he restarted his practice, which again is kind of where unfortunately I haven't seen Daredevil season three yet, but unfortunately I know how it ends. Um, they do restart. It, it seems like they're restarting their practice. Him, Foggy, and uh, it seems like Karen. Um, and he also, and he does say we take pro bono cases. So, like, it, obviously, yep. so like, I think, I think that was a glimpse into okay, we're gonna get some sort of Foggy Nelson. We're probably gonna get Karen Page if I had to assume. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a, I, I thought that was a nice little detail that they sprinkled in. Yes, and it was a necessary bit of dialogue because again. Like you said, there's a lot of people that this is their first 
uh, iteration of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And so you got to explain all of this stuff and set up this character, which this episode did a phenomenal job doing. Like, sure. it, it didn't take a whole lot of time, but it like the amount of time that they took was perfect for, for all of this stuff, like with that conversation. So, yeah, Matt's got to leave uh, because... Then, but, but so does Jen. Because yep. she gets a text from, do you remember that creepy guy Todd from the dating? Uh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, he he says he says, hey, I have something that I need to discuss with you. Uh, he, and then what is he, he he gives her the address, and she like kind of blows it off, and she he texts her back again, like literally two minutes. The most impatient guy. He's just like, I thought G K G L H and K were twenty four seven service. Do I need to check that with Holloway? She's like. Ugh, fine. I wonder if if she's got her notifications on on her phone where he could see that she read it. <laughs> Ooh, good. Jen seems like a red notifications on type of gal. So yeah, yep, I can see yep. that. Yeah, so she goes there uh, and Todd has purchased a Wakandan spear. Yes. A fucking hilarious uh, because, I mean, he's obvi- that's going to get stolen from him for sure. It's going to get taken back because it was obviously stolen in the first place. That was a whole thing. Obviously, well, the- that's, that's Killmonger's thing in the first uh, Pan- Black Panther movie, too. There's a question that your favorite Marvel podcast, it's not this one, brought up that I want to bring up to you. Do you think he melted the spear down to make the needle? There's a, there's a chance that he broke off a piece. Who knows when he actually bought this? Maybe he's just now bringing it up to you know, kind of confuse us on timeline things. Maybe maybe he already broke it off, and that's how they made the needle that we saw. Um, I just I, also, I like I like though like you were starting to tap into the the fact that we're bringing Wakanda forever into this too with yes. this Wakandan spear and the fact that like vibranium is getting out into the world now in yes. ways that Wakanda does not want. And so it's going to be interesting. It makes me, and I've already been amped up for the show, but oh. it just, it or for that movie, but it just keeps feeding the anticipation for that movie of like, now I'm like, where, where is Wakanda going to be mm-hmm. at the start of this movie? As, as far as like vibranium is going in, like how the world is viewing that and all the political drama that's going to be happening like this. It's kind of like a teaser of like, maybe this is what we could expect. <laughs> it feels like it's a battle for, for vibranium. I we, also we find out that he had an internship in Wakanda. <laughs> the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> It just it loud as hell in a public restaurant where there are other people. Wakanda forever. And I love that she was like, "No, no, don't do that." I feel uncomfortable because, like, I feel like all of us watching that were like, "Nope, you, nope, you're there." There are some people who can do that, and you're not one of them. No, of course not. (laughs) I yeah, that was that was just so funny because we all have. We all have a friend who will maybe stretch that kind of stuff. And they'll do that shit in public. It's like, oh, my God, I don't know this person. <laughs> and she immediately gets up and leaves. He tries to make it a thing. He calls her baby at one point. Like, he obviously is still trying to. I think he's trying. Again, I think he's part of the intelligentsia. I think he's one of the guys that she grabs I at the end. I think he's going to be the Red or the Hulk King or whatever. Like, the Red Hulk or. I see it. Mm, maybe he, maybe he's the Hulk King and he's working for the, I'm, I'm assuming the leader is behind all this. I don't know if we're going to see the leader next episode, but I think he's behind all this. Um, but I think maybe he's trying to play the, 
like the creep and the jerk. I think he is at heart, but I think he's also playing into it to yeah. maybe to make her not suspect him. But yeah, that whole scene was hilarious. And then she gets home, whatever. She gets a call from Leapfrog. <laughs> he's just like, I'm in danger. Are you physical or uh, physical or uh, law? Or what the fuck is it called? Um, I can't remember the words that they used um, legally, but um. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I think both. <laughs> it's just him driving down. His windows are getting shattered. She's like, ah, oh, fine. He adds her to my, fine, my friends. They, she, she is about to leave. She remembers the Luke Jacobson suit, which I was very excited to see. Which um, even though we saw in the trailer, and we forgot to talk about that in the conversation that she's having with Matt in the bar when he talks about how she's in that uh, unique situation where, yes. where she can help. Uh, she can help people with the law when society fails them, but when the law fails them, she can also help them as as She Hulk, as just so superhero. Good. Which, because again, it's that's Daredevil explaining what he does, but she doesn't yes, know that at the time. Yes, so I loved good. that line, and it definitely kind of helped nudge her to maybe look in the closet and be like, you know, maybe I should put this suit on and, and go at it this way. You're absolutely right, and yeah, she finds him at the car park and she smashes the front of his car and that's yes. where we get the daredevil moment ah! oh. and i i loved that whole initial like fight scene and then and then she she uses the uh the pilly slap the the hulk the hulk slap oh, to uh devastating to daredevil like you yes have, oh I'm, i love it i don't think he played it up enough this I, I wish I wish we got because she starts talking to him right away, right? And she rips yeah. off his mask. I wish we would have just got a what? <laughs> Dude, this whole so many times in this episode, and especially like this chunk here, like I'm just I'm I'm making I'm making sexual noises. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh like, baby, later. <laughs> and that I think it was around this point where my girlfriend's like, you really like this guy, don't you? And I was like, you have no fucking idea. You have yep. no idea. Yep. Yes, yeah, the, I fight, loved... the fight was great. I love how she, again, this is like her first, other than Titania, this is like one of her first battles too. And she's just destroying this car park. She throws a car at one point. Yes. I'm, uh, so good. But but I, yeah. I love that she does the slap. To again, you know, mess with his hearing. And then I love that she just picks him up and takes his mask off. Just no, and again, I I will dig into this more, but there is a clear divide between the two, which I think will play into something at the end the uh like superheroes masked and unmasked. I think that's yes. I honestly think that we could it might not be called civil war because they've already done it, but the, we could get a legitimate like Civil War superhero, <laughs> yes, exactly. But like you could you could call it someone something else, but yeah, I think and they're gonna be in the forefront of that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um there, there was a civil war two in the comics, so they yeah, they could true. they could do a civil war two in the movies. Yeah, I love she's just like so sir, you like a superhero? Uh he's like, Yeah, I what are you like the what is the the yellow devil or the gold devil? He's like, No, yeah. I'm daredevil, and, and as you say that music. Uh, i love that they gave us that because i don't think that's going to be the theme for the new one i think we've gotten teases of the new theme uh in the other I, few times when i almost to have that 
I almost feel like either A, that has to be the theme, or B, you have to somehow incorporate that into like a new, like put a new spin on it. Because yes, it's a nod to everybody with the Netflix stuff. Yeah. And but now it just raises the question even more of is the Netflix stuff canon? Does the Netflix yeah. stuff tie into it? Him him and uh fucking Wilson Fisk, the actor. Uh, yeah, I, I know they that both said that it's not. But it's gonna be heavily I think it's gonna be heavily implied that all that stuff happened, not but they can take bits and pieces. Exactly. So it it's it could still be canon. Listen, like, dude, they gave us they gave us the old X Men theme from like what? A, from I however the I understand I understand that that doesn't mean I'm we're just, gonna get a complete remake or canonicity of the old X Men shows. I'm just saying, like, I almost feel like you have to incorporate that somehow. Nah, that was just a t- that was just for the fans. That no, was for me and you. Nah, don't Brian. That was that was clearly Kyle? that was specifically Kyle? in there. That was specifically. I in know there. you like to talk louder and faster over me to try to make your points, to try to make me have the same thoughts that you have, Ryan. <laughs> but Kyle, I don't. I Brian. don't have the same thoughts. I don't have the same feelings. I feel, and I think you need to somehow now incorporate that. And I'm. You can still. It born again can still be its own thing, and you. You can still like have it be pretty separated to the point where, like, if you're casually going into Born Again without watching any of the Netflix Daredevil stuff, that you can go into that not watching it and not feeling like you have to. But I still feel like it, you almost have to tie it in somehow now. Like, I, I want it to be like, like they reference it, but not to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, remember when. When uh, Bullseye uh, did that <laughs> thing to me back in season three, where it, I feel like you can just like keep it vague enough where like you know shit happened in the past, and if you're going into that show without watching the Netflix stuff, you're like, oh, I understand. Yeah, he's been developed. Like things have happened. But if you've seen the Netflix stuff, then you know, like, oh yeah, I I, I get it. Like, which is what this little. Which is what that did. I put it in there specifically so that people like you and me would have to ah, shut up. Let's no, move on. We would have to pause the show and go change our pants. That's why they put it in there. All right, but yeah, I loved that. But yeah, right. then they, then we get a team up of them going to infiltrate the lily pad, and they, he I, explains before, the different. Before that, though, I like that she how oh, she makes the comment about his costume. <laughs> about oh, yeah. like oh you choosing ketchup and mustard colors as your also, theme or whatever sorry, sorry sorry that i assumed the guy dressed as the devil is the bad guy yes great yes. lines he goes i yep, love that too because that's that's again that's who he is he was the devil of hell's kitchen that's how he was portrayed for so long that he just like adopted it he just uh, accepted it so yeah that yes. yeah you're right that was great um, yeah, he explains the difference between henchmen and goons, which I think was a very needed explanation for everyone. Oh, I loved that. That was I, so good. I, I liked too how he's like, we need to sneak in. Like I can take them out one at a time. It'll take 15 seconds for each goon. And then she's like, we don't have time for me to sit up here for 30 minutes waiting for you to do your thing. And he's like, that math doesn't add up. And then it comes up later again. That math still doesn't add up. Yep. We, can't, we can't skip over the fact though, that scene where he starts listening to her heartbeat. Oh my God. Her face, Tatiana Masolani just 
perfectly acting out that scene where she looks like she is just ready to jump on him right then and there. Yes. That's and why it was, oh, dude, I'm so, telling you, oh, I'm telling you it like me being like the comic book guy of like, Ooh, the dude, like I ship them. I want yes. 20% ship them. I want, I want them to be together in real life. I want them to be together in the, sh in, in the MCU, make it happen. Universe, make it happen. <laughs> I love when first. Well, okay, we'll talk about the hallway first. Oh, we, we get like a tiny, tiny hallway scene with three. It goons. was enough. It was, it was so enough. much enough because it was specifically enough because then they tease an extended hallway fight with five goons. And she just smashes through the ceiling and takes them all out, proving so proving that her plan actually would have worked. <laughs> So good. which exactly that was that was the that was the thing where he's like no we need to we need to be stealthy and she's like um i'm a hulk i can just smash like she hulk smash and yes so good. it's uh that's foreshadowing for later in the episode when she hulk does smash <laughs> um so yeah i loved that that hallway scene uh it was it was again it was enough enough of a reference to the past enough of it this episode felt very much like we're bringing in the new guard, but we're also fan servicing the old guard. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's a delicate line to tiptoe across, but they tightrope walked that so perfectly. And it was so satisfying. Um, we also got so yeah. like a little, we got a, uh, we got a look at his new weapon too, which was built by Melvin Potter in season three. So I, again, there's, I, there's tie-ins to the old Netflix show, but I don't think we're gonna get everything. <laughs> we'll yeah. disagree on that. We'll disagree on that. That's fine. I'm not. I I don't think you're getting what I'm what I'm trying to say. I I feel like the past. I think we're actually probably on the same page. <laughs> I, we probably are, but we're just we're too passionate about it and yelling over each other instead of listening. <laughs> yep. Uh, they finally do uh, save uh, Luke Jacobson. I love that they're that they're discussing the, like the legal terms. And I love that leapfrog is like, wait, are you both lawyers? <laughs> like that is something that that conversation would happen in the comics and nobody would ask that. And I love that. Like, like normal people in the real world would be like, wait a minute, hang There's on. some actual <laughs> sense. To leapfrog. Like that's the funny part. There's some actual, like, wait a minute. Like he, he actually has some intelligence to him, I guess. And then I love that Daredevil's like, I just love legal dramas. <laughs> and I love to, uh, oh shoot, what was I just going to say? I love, oh, I love when he's like explaining the additions to the new suit that he wants for, from Luke, that he mentions he wants a a, a HUD and a uh, uh, British AI talking to yep, him. Yep. Uh, you're obviously a fan of fucking Iron Man. Like, <laughs> So loved good. it. Loved so it. I love that She Hulk smashes his Frogger cab arcade cabinet, and he's like, oh, "No, like <laughs> And then again, he's just dumb as shit. Forgets that he probably didn't get his boots fixed, or maybe yeah. they made him a new suit, and maybe, maybe, maybe Luke Jacobson already fixed his boots, quote unquote, but purposefully didn't fix his boots because he jumps out of a second story window <laughs> and completely shatters his legs. Ah, hilarious. Oh my god. I love it so much. So then uh Jen and Matt meet up on the roof once again. She asks him when he's uh leaving town, leaving town tomorrow, going back to New York. 
It's like, uh, maybe next time I can take you out to dinner. And she's like, well, or maybe we just skip all that. In, and then we just cut to the apartment. Matt just being an absolute gentleman trying to be like, yeah, I'll take you out to dinner first. Yeah. And then Jen's like, nah, let's just <laughs> let's go back let's to my just, place. Yeah, let's she Hulk and she Hulk smash. Let's take those fries to go. <laughs> As she and, would say. Uh, I love that she can't get his costume off yep. either. <laughs> yep. And then we get a shot leading up to the bed of all of just p- bits and pieces of his suit leading up to it. And in the after credits in the uh, in the uh, courtroom drawings in the, uh, in the yeah. credits, we get the shot of his mask with her bra on it. It's so funny. Oh, my God. It's just so and, good. Um, probably for me, the biggest <laughs> laugh of the episode is... Matt Murdock, Daredevil, doing the walk of shame, holding his gloves and his boots like they were high heels and he was a woman <laughs> doing the walk of shame. Nikki walks in. She goes, there's a devil man doing the walk of shame right now. And oh, oh, that was that was you. Are we happy? We're happy. All right. <laughs> like, I love Nikki. Nikki's great. And even when she breaks the fourth wall, she's she's like, I thought we already had a very satisfying conclusion to this episode. She said, we already had a very, we already had a satisfying conclusion. Trust me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just so I good. And then we I get to the ending it. that we already talked about. I mean, yes. man, this episode was just again. Amazing. I, I think again, I think behind No Way Home, I think this episode alone is like my second favorite thing of Phase Four so far. I have to I have to give love to Moon Knight. Moon Knight's my second favorite for sure. But after after that, probably honestly. Uh, I I loved it. I it makes me want Born Again like today. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> want to wait another two years. I know that they haven't even started shooting yet. They're still writing. But no, we'll get a we'll get a little more Daredevil next year in Echo. Most likely, yeah. I think they already announced that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are both. I'm almost positive they announced that. What? Kingpin's not dead? (laughs) We literally talked about it. Like, that was one of the first things we said. Yeah, he's obviously not dead. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, like you said, I absolutely cannot wait for Born Again. Like, this was so, so perfect. Uh, I Anyone who's complaining about this version of Matt Murdock, needs to go back and watch the Netflix series because I thought this was an extreme, maybe slightly more happy. But like, if you watch how season, again, unfortunately, I know how season three ends. Um, If you watch the end of season three, there's a reason that he's a little more content with his life, you know? Like, I think there's a comic book run where he moves to the West and he's actually like, he's dating someone and he's super happy, like for the first time in his life or something like that. Like this is, this is a great portrayal of that. That's the uh, that's the Mark Wade run uh, of Daredevil, oh, yep, yep. where yeah, he's it's got a little bit brighter outlook on life. Uh, he's a you can tell in the comic that he is a a lot more happier, and yeah, things are still rough for him because of course it's still Matt Murdock Daredevil, but he's uh, yeah, he's looking at the glass a little half full instead of half empty all the time, and yeah, like halfway through that, uh, him and Foggy move their practice to San Francisco. So I, listen, they're kind of building West Coast Avengers, whatever. I think okay. Now we'll get into now we'll get into some more broad picture predictions. I genuinely think we are going to get Nelson Murdoch, Page, and Walters 
at some point. I think I, I don't know if she moves out there or if they move over there, but I think I think we're gonna get that until we get to quote unquote Civil War II, where they're fighting over the uh the anonymous part of superheroes, where she obviously she has never had to deal with being anonymous, right? She has always been in the public eye since the jump. Um, since the world figured out that there was a She-Hulk, they knew that it was Jennifer Walters. So I think I think in and obviously it was a big point in their already current case. It was the first thing he brings up. He says, No, we're not giving you to the client list. That's that's a huge danger to not, not only Luke, but the people that he helped. I think we're going to get another big civil war with all these new characters that we're bringing in. I think it's going to be fucking massive. But we're going I think we're also going to get behind the maybe like during that whole thing, we're going to get Jen Walters and Matt Murdock in court fighting for this as well. I think it's going to be awesome. I agree with everything. Which might actually, that might actually force Matt to come out as Daredevil. Like he might be lawyering in the Daredevil costume because it's otherwise it's like, why is this random lawyer fighting for this? You know what I mean? Oh, mm. that could be, he would have to be outed as that. He comes into the court as Daredevil. Oh, there's some good stuff there. I'm agreeing with 98% of what you said. I don't, I don't think they'll start like a firm together. I, Fair. I think, I don't think, week, she, I don't think she works for GLH and K after this. That's so, what I was going to say. I think this week, this, the season's going to end with her either getting fired or leaving. She's going to leave GLK and H or whatever it's called. Um, and I think she's going to either start her own uh, law division that's going to sure. be uh, She Hulk attorney at law or. She'll go private practice if I don't know if lawyers can do that, but like do her own thing. And I could see them both like maybe teaming up for a case and also like being at odds for a case, you know, if could be. if they ever cross paths again, which they fucking better. Oh, they, <laughs> they, will. they will. And they I have to. people are probably going to be pissed. Oh, I don't want She-Hulk in my Daredevil show, but I think it's going to happen. Maybe even if it's I, like you said, even if it's just Jen. Those people that think that are wrong and they can shut up because uh, I'm right and I want it. So give it to me. <laughs> Listen, I saw some very telling stats about audience scores versus critical scores and this uh, phase five and Listen, everyone, your bigotry showing. That's all I'm going to say. The biggest gaps in those are all phase five. That's all I'm going to say. Phase five. Or phase four. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Phase four. Um, but at the same time, a lot of the, I believe, top 10 for critical or for uh, high scores are also phase four. So people who saying phase four sucks can actually go fuck themselves. <laughs> so uh, any other final thoughts? I, I think I've said all I all I can say. I, I loved this episode. If I could give it like. I'd if I could give it an eleven out of ten, I'd still probably give it a ten. Cause like I said, the 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 very end didn't fully work for me, but it wasn't enough to fully soil this episode. I I loved it. I it, I watched it twice already. I'm probably gonna watch it like a. This is probably gonna be the episode I watched the most out of this whole season, out of this whole series. And the fact that I have already watched it twice saying a lot because i haven't revisited anything from phase four other than no way home so far 
the fact and and the fact that this is episode eight of episode or of nine of a nine episode season like the fact that you rewatched an episode in the middle of everything going yeah yeah it says a lot um i'm the same way i honestly will probably watch it again on thursday and try to do like the back-to-back watch it and bleed right Ooh, in. there you go yeah that's probably what i'm going to end up doing um if i can squeeze in andor tomorrow night so that i'm not watching everything on thursday um <laughs> uh yeah final thoughts yeah it, it, unlike you the ending worked for me i'm incredibly curious to see who's behind all this because maybe todd could be a the reddest of herrings like the, the, it could be very it could not be him very uh and i think we're also going to get the i think we're going to get a nod to the leader or at least someone saying leader or something like i think we're going to get that and i also am curious to see how she fixes her public image now because this is going to be a very quick turnaround maybe she doesn't care um and it's probably it's it's going to be split i mean it was split from the jump too for with her but like it's because i think at the beginning of this like i said there's going to be it's just going to be news 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 like we've started a couple episodes before of her rampaging and that's what people are going to see they're not going to see what happened before that's what the news does they care about what's actually what they don't care about the cause they care about what happened right we're just yep. going to see that her public image is going to be tarnished maybe that's why she gets fired maybe she gets maybe she gets fired from uh, from the law firm right away right and then she's just working as she hulk for this whole episode in the super suit like i think there's I, I think there's a lot of interest in how this wraps up for me. Like, I'm just incredibly curious. Like you said, maybe maybe there's a chance we don't get a happy ending. To me, this this is a show that feels like it's going to be a happy ending. We're going to get things yeah. pretty up in a tight bow. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. This is, this might be my favorite series behind Moon Knight, honestly. Like, Hawkeye was great. I loved WandaVision. I love Loki might be up there too. This is like top three for me. Like this is this has been so much fun. I love the character. All the acting has been awesome. Even though Jamila Jamil didn't like her American accent, I thought she was doing really good. Um, yeah, I just I absolutely love everything that the show has been. Before we wrap up the show, let's jump into the best staff recommendations of the week. I'm gonna start. Uh, because it ties into very much of what we've all been talking about the majority of this episode. My best stuff of the week is just to go back and watch Netflix Daredevil. Ooh. Like, just do it. It's it's a little daunting because <laughs> um, the Netflix shows did what the first few phases of Marvel did, especially phase one of we're going to establish all this shit and then we're going to bring it all together into one big thing being the defenders. And so it sucks because I wish that you could just have the three seasons of daredevil like mm -hmm. off the side, but season three is very much tied into the outcome of defenders and when you're in a relationship with somebody who hasn't watched any of that, I personally kind of feel like I at least have to do Daredevil 1 and 2, Jessica Jones 1, Luke Cage 1, Iron Fist 1, which... <laughs> and then Defenders, and then Daredevil Season 3. It's very daunting. But oh, and trust me, as someone who started it probably around a year ago because we saw him in No Way Home... I'm still on 
I mean, how long ago did I start uh, Luke Cage? And I'm still on Luke Cage season one because so many other things got in the way. It's very daunting to start a new show in general, let alone a... Like four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Five, so if you count Defenders. <laughs> exactly. I get it. It's... I, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. Especially because... And this is not just a best staff recommendation to the audience, but this is for you. <laughs> Daredevil season three, you said that you already know how it ends, but I don't think you know all the details. But Probably not. Season three was such a satisfying conclusion to that whole show. Like, it sucks that it ended with three seasons. Sure. But the way that it ended, it was like, well, if it's if we only got three, I'm glad that like it wrapped up like it did. There was definitely like a like a attacked on scene at the end that like teased a season four, but it was enough where like it wasn't so much a, a tease that was like I needed a season four. Like the mm -hmm. fact that we didn't get it, it was like that sucks with that little tag that they threw on the end, but it doesn't like completely kill the series for me. Like I I love that show so much. It's one of and I've only watched it through a handful of times because like I said, it's it's kind of daunting. But it's one of my all-time favorite shows, period. It took one of my favorite comic book characters and did such a faithful job adapting it and giving it the, like an a, a dark adult tone to it it's it's a very adult show it gets very brutal at times there's a lot of adult themes it's definitely tvma it's not for little kids it's it's the adult daredevil show and it's it's so so good if you loved daredevil in this episode of she hulk you're gonna absolutely adore the netflix series it's it's a it's a sin if you if you just ignore it if you're like it's it, it came and went and i wasn't there for it and now i'm here for what disney's given me which if this episode shows what disney's gonna give us with daredevil that's great but you're still missing out on so much goodness in that daredevil series and like you said, you may have to watch other shows like like you said, the first season of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. As far as the two that I've seen already, fucking worth it anyway. Those shows on there themselves stand up. Jessica Jones, I, I've heard some people weren't huge fans of it, whatever. I absolutely love season one of Jessica Jones. I thought it's such a captivating story. It's so season good. season one was so good. Yeah. Freaking I still stand to this point if since it lives on Disney Plus, and since they all reference the MCU enough, I consider them to be in the MCU. So when I say that David Tennant as the Purple Man is oh! like one of my all-time favorite MCU villains, so like good. he is so so good in that show. That was genuinely my first exposure to David Tennant. Surprisingly. Which, and then if you if you turn around and then watch him in Doctor Who, which is <laughs> complete like the complete opposite, which is why watching Jessica Jones, I was like, this is so good because I already know what the other side of that coin looks like. And you're just you're doing such a phenomenal job. He's just he's yeah, 
phenomenal. He's such a good actor. I love him. Um, I would say, I would say, if you don't want to go as daunting into it, you for sure need to do seasons one of one and two of Daredevil, and then Defenders. And if you get a little lost in Defenders, and you got to do some googling, you got to do some some googling and some yeah. Wikipediaing to catch up, because like I said. Season three of Daredevil very much ties into the outcome of the Defender series, which is unfortunate because I, I wish you could just have those three seasons off to the side doing their own thing and still have Daredevil and Defenders because I enjoyed Defenders, but it what it didn't fully live up to the hype. Sure. Uh, it it was it was good, it was not great, which is what the buildup was kind of leading to. Yep. Um but yeah, for sure, check out, check them out. I I can't yell loud enough from the top of my mountain. It's it's definitely worth it. We're I can't wait to get more Daredevil in the in the future. I definitely this makes this episode made me want to jump back into that series like right now, and I can't wait for us to even jump into some comics in the future. We're definitely when. When Born Again comes, we're definitely going to at least read that story for Daredevil uh, for a Midwesterner's read because it's it's so good. This this episode made me change my TV watching cue. I'm going to, as soon as I'm done with my best stuff that I'm about to get to, as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to jump back into Luke Cage. I'm going to watch Iron Fist and I'm going to watch The Defender so I can get to season three of Daredevil. Uh, Iron... Iron Fist. It's, I'm gonna grind through it. I don't care. I need to. I need to experience the pain. It's a rough ride. I've never <laughs> seen. I've never seen a show like try to develop such despicable characters. Like, and it's not like the I. I love to hate these characters. It's like I hate these characters. Why are we spending so much time? And why are you doing, working so hard for me to hate everyone in this show? All right. Yeah, that's my best stuff. <laughs> Netflix Daredevil. It's on Disney Plus. Freaking watch it. <laughs> Freaking watch it. Um, Twenty minutes later. <laughs> I've talked about my best stuff uh, before, but now I finally finished season two, so I'm going to continue talking about the boys. The the last two weeks has been the going on week three of best stuff in the boys, but I'm yep. all for it because yep because <laughs> uh, the boys is another phenomenal show. It's and just I'm mad at myself. For not listening to the bit. When people tell me to watch something, it's like, okay, I'll get to it eventually. I'll add it to my list. There's other things I want to watch. There's things I want to rewatch. I have my comfort shows. I was one of those people. Yes. I was one of those people for the longest time that told you to watch The Boys and you did not listen to me until now. So You, Tom, Josh, everyone told me to watch this. So uh, me saying that, this is just adding one more nail to the coffin that we just closed. I said... I, I preached to you to watch the boys and you didn't. I've been preaching to you to catch up and get through Daredevil. Maybe Daredevil and the boys, you. yes. They're, they're <laughs> on very similar grounds in that sense where you should listen when I say listen. you should watch. I'm stubborn. <laughs> no. Dude, uh... Yeah. I, I've, I've, like I said, I've already talked about Netflix Daredevil best stuff for like 20 minutes now. So I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Season 
season two of the boys uh yeah i'm i'm just taking this opportunity to talk about a show that came out two years ago but i don't or a season i guess that came out two years ago i i almost love this season more than the first like there's something about how perfectly they continued the story while adding new characters and raising the stakes like this this season was phenomenal they immediately added stormfront which i thought was i mean like dude about to say last week you were like last week you were like i wonder where they're gonna go with her and i was (laughs) i was holding back my lap so hard so uh, kyle what did you think of where they went with her she's a nazi (laughs) oh my god it's obviously season the fucking spoilers for season two um yeah i the the fact that in september of 2022 or 2020 they go with a nazi storyline i just i love i love when media when real life kind of bleeds into media a little bit it just the hate crimes and the, just every i love it. it because they did it so well they did it better than any other show that i remember watching in 2020 that was like trying to tell that story like this was just ah so good it's so good and the twist of like that she's this old and it's she has a grand she has a daughter that already lived and died and everything like that everything they did with stormfront was phenomenal there was a part of me that wanted her to live so she could be in season three she didn't (laughs) but then yeah amazing everything that they did with her everything they did with a train and the deep in the church of the collective right um everything they did with that was super cool i'm still super curious on everything black noir i cannot wait because it feels like they're saving something for him i by the look in your face yep there's I, I it just feels like that it feels like they were gonna do it here but then they just didn't he has a nut allergy that's all i fucking know about him right now um just absolutely awesome I, the, the characters man i finally i i think it i don't know why it took me this long maybe i just never really realized why it's called the boys right but it's 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 this group of fucking criminals <laughs> that were watching take down superheroes like that's what this is and it's just oh it's just so good uh, fucking kamiko is i he's such an interesting character frenchie's awesome we finally get to deep more or dive deep into him more um i can't wait to i'm assuming learn more about mother's milk he's such a cool fucking character even though he gets strangled by a stretchy dick at one point um <laughs> um we get to see we get to see lamplighter and we get to see lamplighter start himself on fire um we learn more about homelander's kid and homelander's need to be loved like that's why he was so on board with his with uh stormfront's plan is because he was going to be front and center of it all not that he's necessarily he is obviously racist but he's not like a nazi you know like he's he doesn't care necessarily about all that he just cares that people love him right and he's america and that's what he thinks will get him to that spotlight i just everything's phenomenal like the the acting uh, amazing fucking jack quaid as huey is amazing anthony Starr, never heard of this guy until i started watching this and homelander is one of the like best acted characters like it's so it's finding that line of thinking you're a superhero acting like you're a superhero but also being the fucking villain of the story Everybody so cool. wants him to be Dracula. And I've Blade. I've seen a lot of people uh, fan casting him as the new Wolverine, which I think would be very interesting. Mm. I think that would I think that would be awesome too. And we get um, 
I can never remember his name. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I fucking love him too. He's just, I mean, everyone knows he's a phenomenal actor. He's so good in this, in this season. Yeah. Just everything about this season, the way it ended, they somehow got a natural organic version of the, all the women team up at the end of Endgame. Yep. They finally, they somehow, they made fun of it early in the season, right? With the movie that they're shooting, but then they somehow just all of a sudden, I literally said it to myself as I'm watching the scene. They did this better than Endgame. I can't, and I cannot believe that they somehow did that. I just, ah, oh, man, it was, th this show is so good. I absolutely love it. I'm very curious. Again, this is my season two mind about to watch season three. Why the fuck in every promotional shot that I see of this, does Butcher have laser eyes? I'm so, I, this is the thing since like the, second episode butcher hates soups so much and he's got fucking laser eyes i ah, uh, i just want to i don't even want to sleep i want to go binge season three right now but i have to work in the morning <laughs> so you haven't started season three at all no so have not even touched it i was about to last night but um, i decided to if i'm gonna start season it's it, last night it was like it was like 8 30 9 o'clock i was like if i start season three right now i'm probably going to try to watch three episodes and that's just not good for my health right now so when you do start it you're gonna text me within the first five minutes oh no <laughs> god i'm so glad i didn't start it last night okay yeah yeah uh i can't wait i can't wait i also get jensen ackles in this fucking season too i'm pumped to see him in there because i've seen so many memes of him singing a fucking song and now i finally get to see him in the show i'm so excited and i just remember you talking about how curious you were about the episode called hero gasm and now i'm finally about to get to it and i'm just excited <laughs> i love it oh i can't i can't wait for you to get through it and i can't wait for season four which is coming next year there Holy shit. i think I'm watching they're it. Either, they're either in the middle of filming or they're or they're wrapped up not that long ago. I don't quite remember, but I know it's coming out next year. So cannot wait. And I am super excited that you're getting into it. In We're super excited too. for all of this stuff. It's been it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> we have been your Midwestern nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N. E-R-D-S. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can stream and listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you stream and listen to podcasts. Please remember to rate and review, share and subscribe, be kind, please rewind. All of these things help this channel to continue to improve and grow and be the Midwestern Nerds podcast that you, the listener, want to listen to. Next week, we are going to be pushing back our anime talk again for another week. Because as we mentioned, this was the penultimate episode of She-Hulk. Meaning that She-Hulk is going to be wrapping up this week. By the time you listen to this episode. Yes, by the time you listen <laughs> to this episode, She-Hulk has already wrapped up. Andor season or episode six will have dropped. We're going to be talking about all that stuff because I think those are going to be two really big episodes that are worth talking about. We're always going to be a week behind on this 
on this podcast. It's just the way that the cookie crumbles. It's the way that the schedule works. That's the, that's the only way that we can record is when we haven't watched these things yet. So unfortunately, it's a little bit of a delay, but I think you'll all be okay. Our six listeners, our faithful six listeners that listen to this podcast, I think you're going to be okay with that because you keep on listening. Our faithful six. We should one day have an episode where we we get we find out who the six listeners are and we just bring them all on an episode and just chill and talk and be like, thank you guys. Go if you're if you're listening right now, I mean this is very deep into the episode. If you're listening, go to our Twitter page, right? And just tweet us <laughs> whatever our most recent tweet is, just reply to it and say pineapple. That's all you need to say. We'll know you're one of the six. Yes, absolutely. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about the wrap up of She-Hulk. We're going to be talking about Andor. We're going to continue the Midwestern Nerds TV talk train, followed by the week after our anime talk with Kyle, Sile, Crocodile, Patterson. But until then, for your Midwestern Nerds this week, I've been Brian Stoffel. And I've been KO Kyle Olson. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or ribbon and rip it, keep it nerdy. nerdy.